It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Saudi Arabia's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we are looking at the Saudi Arabian squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, this preamble is going to be the same for every media cast we do for the player series. So those familiar with it can jump ahead. Uh, I'm thinking about four minutes to when we begin talking about the team. Uh, for YouTube watchers, there's actually a timestamp toward the bottom of the show notes that you can click on to go directly to that point. And the times are also in the show notes on our website for audio listeners. Uh, for those looking for a quick version of this, you can skip to near to the end of the media cast, the last uh, 10 minutes, I'd say, where we summarize the likely starters. Just prior to that, with about 20 minutes remaining, we'll have some discussion on the squad, uh, the main issues with the squad, how we see their overall strength, and how they look going into the cup, as well as the players and issues to look out for. Uh, we'll put these times in the show notes also, and uh, we will be editing this media cast into a shorter version uh, for those who are just looking for an overview. Um, that'll come out in a, a week or two. Uh, for those looking for a deeper dive, we go through the players and how likely they are to make it to the final squad. So you've come to the right place for a deep dive. Uh, we explain why we think um, they're likely to make the squad or they're at the level of likeliness that we put them and we give information on their history and standing with the squad so the way we do this is by first organizing the players into their designated positions uh, it should be noted that these are a bit artificial since players don't always play in their coded positions uh, nevertheless it's a good way to organize the discussion here uh, then we go through those players and share some of the data that we've collected in our soccer files. And using that data, we try to predict how likely the player is to make the team uh, based mostly on their recent participation, but a couple of other factors as well. Uh, we categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, and seems to be off the squad. And we're also going to mention big players who have retired and uh, make note of any current injuries. We'll also try to determine which players will be starters and which will be substitutes. That is right at the end of the podcast when we kind of go through the team one last time. Okay, and for those following on YouTube, we'll run a very simple graphic where we list the names. And you can actually see the players' names as we uh, mispronounce some of these uh, Saudi Arabian names. And uh, this is the same broadcast uh, for the audio podcast. So we're going to try to repeat the names a few times to help listeners familiarize themselves uh, with the players. And that's as much as we can do to this point. Uh, but as the rosters are being published, we're going to do an update episode for the teams and the players. And that will essentially, for the players at least, be going over our predictions, uh, updating them based on the games between now and then and revealing which players were selected. So uh, the information uh, here goes up to uh, June 2022. And uh, so keep your eye out for those update podcasts uh, probably in mid-November. All right, let's move on to talking about Saudi Arabia. And um, we're going to 
Uh, we've done a couple of podcasts on Saudi Arabia. We did uh, in the final round of World Cup qualifying, uh, we did a look at the two Asian groups. So um, we talked uh, just about their major players in that uh, podcast, but it was mostly about the team. And uh, we've also done the group uh, podcast or the group media cast for uh, Group C, which Saudi Arabia is in. So um, we don't have anything on players there that is focused on the team. But uh, we have a couple of takeaways from both of those podcasts. So one of them is that uh, Saudi Arabia is coming out of a, a poor period, really. Uh, a poor period from 2010 to 2017. But it actually belies the fact that they're historically a strong team in the region. So we won't talk about that much right now, but we'll add meat to that bone toward the end when we discuss the squad notes. Uh, we also have some key uh, players retiring in 2018. So uh, most of those will come up during the player by player uh, examination that we do, but we'll make a kind of a complete list of them at the end of the podcast or towards the end of the podcast. And finally, uh, one of the things uh, coming out of those podcasts was the dashing Irv Renard. So uh, he's been a pretty successful manager for African teams. Um, and will he be able to apply his magic for uh, the Asian team, uh, Saudi Arabia? Uh, again, we'll come back to those points uh, later on. Let's look at the formations for uh, Saudi Arabia. So um, really the uh, 2019 Asian Cup formations, uh, we're going to ignore here because that cup was a bit too far away now. And also it was under a different manager. So uh, we're going to start uh, with just the World Cup qualifying campaign and the final round of that here. So we see uh, actually uh, great consistency in their formation. It was a 4-2-3-1 all the way. So four defenders at the back, uh, two probably more defensive midfielders, three more attacking midfielders, and then one center forward. Uh, they changed that up a little bit in the Arab Cup. And I'll talk about the Arab Cup a little bit. Uh, they did send a few of their uh, kind of first team players. Uh, I think just around four or so. Uh, but mostly they seem to use their young players. So I wonder if it was actually their under 23 squad. Uh, and only a, a few of those players emerged from the Arab Cup, a few of those young players, uh, to make it onto the first team with a couple of. Uh, uh, first team players and actually the coach the manager Irv Renard didn't uh, manage that Arab Cup uh, it was a assistant manager who took charge so we're not really going to consider uh, the players who who were only in the Arab Cup just the players who were on the team uh, before and after the Arab Cup. So the Arab Cup uh, formation doesn't matter much because it was a different group of players. Uh, however, with the friendlies, we saw they uh, went straight back to the 4-2-3-1 formation. But in game two, for the first time, uh, a change of formation, uh, they went with a 4-3-3 formation. So in summary, uh, all the games we'll be covering during this period from World Cup qualifying uh, final round, uh, to the friendlies in June 2022 
or a 4-2-3-1 formation, except for the last game, which was a 4-3-3 formation. Okay, well, let's move on to the squad, and um, we'll begin with the manager. The manager is the dashing Irv Renard. Um, Irv, oops, sorry about that. Um, Irv Renard is... Uh, a French manager, uh, he didn't play, uh, well, he was a professional player, but he didn't earn any caps for the national team. Uh, but he does have uh, quite a good history as a manager. Uh, prior to uh, joining Saudi Arabia in 2019, uh, he was the manager of Morocco from 2016 to 19, uh, Ivory Coast in 2014 and 2015 and probably most famous uh, most famously Zambia from 2011 to 13 where he uh, won the African Cup uh, with them uh, he also he actually managed Zambia twice and Angola in between so uh, a pretty storied uh, manager he also managed a couple of club teams uh, two, he managed Lille in France for a short period in 2015 and then uh, a couple of other French teams along with Alger in, in, in Algeria and Cambridge United in England in 2004. So um, in terms of tournaments, he uh, won the 2010 African Cup. Um, sorry, he did not win the 2010 African Cup. He was manager of Zambia uh, there in that cup, but it was the 2012 African Cup that he uh, kind of famously won. He was with uh, Zambia in 2013 African Cup, but they were a bit disappointing there. And uh, as we've said, Ivory Coast in the 2015 African Cup, and um, they won they won that African Cup too. So he has two African Cup titles under his belt. Uh, he was with Morocco. Uh, for the 2017 and 2019 African Cups, as well as the 2018 World Cup. So that was his uh, first World Cup. He didn't have great success with Morocco, but I, I feel like he did kind of bring along the team in terms of players. Uh, but we won't go into too much detail on that. So Irvinard manager and um, uh, Saudi Arabia will be hoping for some of his magic. Um, he kind of specializes in uh, getting the best out of teams. So um, Saudi Arabia is a bit of an underperforming team, which we'll uh, talk about as the podcast goes on. So hopefully he can draw out the best. And in fact, he kind of has already with their first place finishing qualifying over Japan and Australia. So uh, kind of on a, on a good path already. Let's move on to goalkeepers. And uh, we begin with um, a definite candidate in Mohammed Al Owais, and um, a likely candidate in Mohammed Al Yami. Although I have often heard him called Mohammed Al Rubai, um, but I'll probably use Mohammed Al Rami there. And uh, possible candidates we have uh, Fawaz Al Al Karni and Nawaf Al Akidi and Zaid al-Bawardi. Uh, and then we have two possible but unlikely candidates uh, in um, Zaid al-Bawardi, 
sorry, it is Zaid Al-Bawardi is, is a possible but unlikely candidate. And uh, Amin Bukhari, also possible but unlikely. So let's take a closer look at some of these players. Uh, Mohamed Al-Owais uh, started 15 of their 20 games since 2021 and was not selected for uh, five of the games. That would include the uh, three Arab Cup games. So pretty consistently selected. He has been with Saudi Arabia since 2013 and has 32 caps and is 31 years old. He plays for uh, Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia. That's a recent move. He was with Al-Ali in Saudi Arabia from 2017 to 22. Uh, and his first tournament was, uh, despite him being on the team since 2013, first tournament was the 2018 World Cup. Uh, what happened there is that um, the starting keeper, Abdullah Al-Maouf, uh, didn't do well in, in game one. I think they lost 5 nothing to Russia. So uh, he was, uh, Al-Awais was brought in for the second game, uh, but he in turn was replaced um for the third game so um yeah none of the goalies particularly gaining much glory there however in the 2019 asian cup alo Ace was the starter uh there and he even saved a penalty uh during that tournament against qatar and uh seems to be uh firmly the uh starting keeper here although there were a couple of games at the end uh that he didn't start so a slight concern there but basically um, seems like the starter. Uh, the likely candidate to make the squad at least is uh, Mohamed Al-Yami or Mohamed Al-Rubey. And he started three of their 20 games since 2021. He was on the bench for 11 and not selected for the six others. And I'm pretty sure that those three games he started were actually the Arab Cup games because he was one of the few uh, first team players brought to the Arab Cup. Uh, Mohammed Al-Yami has been with Saudi Arabia since 2019 and has five caps uh, and is 24, 25 years old. And he plays for Al-Ali in Saudi Arabia and has done so since 2018, although he was loaned out to uh, Al-Batin in Saudi Arabia in 2018 and 19. He was on the roster for the uh, 2019 Asian Cup there. Um, but a backup keeper, and he didn't see any action uh, in that cup. But as I said, I believe he was used for the Arab Cup, um, three of his five caps coming there. Um, Saudi Arabia didn't pass the group stage uh, with their young team there. Uh, Fawaz Al-Karni is the first possible candidate that we're talking about. He didn't start any of their 20 games since the 2021, uh, since 2021. Uh, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for nine, including the last uh, five matches. So he's actually been with the team a long time since 2013, but only has 10 caps in that period. And he's 29 years old now. He plays for uh, Al-Shabaab in Saudi Arabia since 2021 and was with Al-Itihad for a long time before that. So... Um, yeah, he was never selected for a tournament, uh, actually. Uh, in 2018, he returned from a four-year absence. And so he was off the team uh, for quite a while after 2013. Uh, and he wasn't selected for the 2019 Asian Cup uh, either. 
So um, kind of an outside chance of making the squad here. But as we've seen, he has been called up uh, to the bench at least quite a bit in the period we're talking about. Next, uh, we have Nawaf Al-Akidi. And he uh, got his first appearance on the bench in November 2021. And he hadn't started any games either. Uh, that's uh, 11 games since uh, his first appearance on the bench. Uh, but he was on the bench for three games. He's also been off with the under-23 team um, um, also. So uh, now have Alakidi. He's just 22 years old, so we may see him in the future. Uh, no caps then for the national team and plays for Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia. The next two candidates are possible but unlikely. And uh, we'll begin with uh, Zaid Al-Bawardi. So he got his first appearance on the bench in March 2021 and actually started two of their remaining uh, 19 games to June 2022 and was on the bench for nine games. But I have him as unlikely um, since he wasn't selected for any of the last uh, six matches, including those two friendlies um, in June. So... Uh, still a chance of getting back into the team. He got his first cap in 2021, so he has two caps and is 25 years old, and he plays for Al-Shabaab in uh, Saudi Arabia. Amin Bukhari, uh, Amin Bukhari first appeared on the bench in October 2019, uh, but he was off the team and returned after a two-and-a-half-year absence in March 2022. He didn't start any of the remaining three games uh, either, but was on the bench for one. So a very outside chance for him. No caps for the national team and is 25 years old and plays for Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia. So um, I'm going to summarize by describing uh, this position over the period we're talking about, which is 2021 20, to June 2022. And it's, uh, it's been Mohammed Al Owais in World Cup qualifying. Uh, except for two games in the middle where um, Al-Yami started. Um, yes, and Al-Yami uh, did start those games in the... Uh, uh, did play in the Arab Cup, but actually only started game one, and it was Al-Bawardi uh, playing games two and three there. But we didn't really uh, factor the... Arab Cup games uh, in here since uh, they don't seem to have a big impact on the starting squad. Uh, Alois came back to start both of the friendlies in June 2022. So as we've said, Alois looking like the, um, the starter there. Okay, let's move on to defenders and we'll begin with central defenders. And uh, we're actually going to begin with a couple of players who are retired from the squad, and uh, you'll see why soon. But uh, retiring from the squad is Osama Hassawi and also Omar Hassawi and uh, Mohammed Al-Fakil. So we'll talk about those uh, players first, um, but we'll finish naming the candidates here. Uh, Abdullah Al-Amri we have as a likely candidate and Ali Al-Bulehi as a likely candidate. And then we have five possible candidates. Uh, Ahmed Sharahili, um, Abdullah Madu, uh, Ali Lajami, La uh, Hassan Tambakti, 
and Zaid al-Shahafi, uh, all, all five of them likely candidates. And uh, for those following the YouTube uh, graphic, uh, if the player is in grey there, it means they haven't participated in a major tournament. And if their name is in black, it means they have. And then we have uh, uh, another candidate who seems to be off the squad in Mohammed Al-Kabrani. So let's go back and uh, we'll begin with the retired players. I won't give them uh, a lot of detail here. Uh, I just want to kind of make the case that uh, because these players retired, uh, um, they need to be replaced, of course, and the players replacing them don't have nearly as much as experience as they had. So uh, Osama Hassawi, he actually uh, was captain of the team for the 2018 World Cup and, of course, was a starter there. Uh, but he wasn't involved in the 2019 Asian Cup, so he had retired even by then. So they have played a tournament without him. But as you'll see, the players uh, replacing his position uh, have um, not that much experience. So Osama Hasawi uh, was with the team from 2006 to 2018 and had 134 caps. So he played uh, as far back as the Asian Cup 2007 and uh, also in the 2011 and 2015 Asian Cup. So he was really a kind of a staple in the defense there. But they have, uh, you know, had to cope without him in the Asian Cup 2019. So it's not a fresh loss to them. Uh, Omar Hasawi is um, not as experienced as um, Osama Hasawi. Uh, and he also... Um, no, he did play in the Asian Cup in 2019. Uh, he was actually the captain, but he uh, he was on the roster but didn't see any action. Uh, he wasn't even on the bench until game four uh, because he was struggling with an injury. But again, he uh, was a, a key player in defense. He was with Saudi Arabia from 2013 to 19 with 52 caps and uh, was a starter in the 2015 uh Asian Cup and in the 2018 World Cup, although he did uh, lose his starting position after game one, uh, after game one there, but for a long time, uh, kind of a starting central defender. And um, uh, again, they, they basically had to cope with missing him in the 2019 Asian Cup. So also not a fresh loss there. Uh, he last played, by the way, in September 2019, so later that year after the Asian Cup. And finally, Mohammed Al-Fatil. Um, he last appeared in the 2019 Asian Cup, so he was a starting central defender there. And uh, that was the last time he appeared for the squad. So uh, he doesn't have as long a history as the other two players there, uh, but I'm including him here because he was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup. So they had to replace him as well as the other players we've, talk, we've talked about. On with the players who have uh, started in central defense during this period. I'm actually going to switch up the order here and uh, start with Ali Al-Bulehi rather than uh, Al-Amri. Uh, and that's because Al-Bulehi was one of the starters in 2019. So that's kind of the only experience they have. But 
Uh, I'll start with the reason why we have him as likely rather than definite. Uh, it's because he started only six of their 20 games since 2021. Uh, he was subbed in for four and on the bench for four, so just six games that he wasn't selected for. Uh, he's been with the team since 2018 and has 30 caps and is 33 years old. So um, even though he's kind of the most experienced player on the squad, having been the starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, he's actually not that experienced uh, having earned his first cap in 2018. Uh, he plays for Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia since 2017 and he actually was on the World Cup squad in 2018 but he was just a substitute there uh, started and finished game two uh, and played excellently actually against Uruguay but um, uh, just uh, the one start because he got a knock um, in uh, I, it may have been in training or else in game two but it prevented him from uh, taking the field in Game 3. Anyway, in the 2018-19 uh, Asian Cup, he was a starter, and uh, so he, he's really the only experienced uh, central defender that they have. And uh, uh, But again, they haven't been using him um, all that much, so we have him as a likely candidate rather than a definite. The next candidate is also classified as likely, and that's Abdulillah Al-Amri. So Abdulillah Al-Amri uh, started 11 of their 20 games, so more than um, uh, Al-Bulahi. Uh, 11 of their 20 games since 2021. He was on the bench for two, uh, but like uh, um, Al-Bulahi uh, was not selected for six games, so we couldn't put him as definite, but as uh, likely. So um, Al-Amri... Uh, has been with Saudi Arabia just since 2021, and he has 12 caps and one goal in that time. He's 25 years old, and he plays for Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia uh, since 2017. He was actually loaned to Al Weda in uh, Saudi Arabia in 2018 and 19, but um, that's uh, uh, Al Nasser is where he's been um, for his whole career so far. Uh, he was actually part of the Asian Cup in 2019, a bit of a surprise selection because he hadn't been uh, involved uh, with the team up to that point, uh, perhaps involved with the youth team, uh, but not the senior team. Uh, and he was just a sub in 2019. He didn't see any action. So uh, on the bench, um, but kind of new to the squad in terms of play. Uh, the next five candidates are all possible, and none of them have any tournament experience. So we'll begin with Ahmed uh, Sharahili. Ahmed Sharahili earned his first cap in November 2020, uh, but then was off the team for 12 months and came back in November 2021 to start one of their remaining 11 games. He was subbed in for one and on the bench for four. So he's been with the team, uh, as I said, since 2020, but only has three caps uh, and is 28 years old. He plays for Al Ittihad in Saudi Arabia, but that's a, a new club since 2022. He was with Al Shabab uh, for three years before that. Uh, next, we have Abdullah Madu. Abdullah Madu started eight of their 20 games since 2021 and was on the bench for two. Uh, but then was not selected for the last um, nine 
or nine of the last 11 matches. So he was uh, actually a staple in central defence for the first half of the period we're talking about, uh, but then off the team for the second half. Uh, for the most part. So he has 11 caps since 2019 and is 28 years old. And he's been with Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia for his whole career since 2012. Ali Lajami uh, earned his first cap in November 2019, but another player who uh, basically was off the team for two and a half years after his first cap. And he returned in June 2022 uh, just recently to start one of their two remaining games, uh, those friendlies, and he was subbed in for the other. So he looks like he's a recent consideration. He's uh, been on the team then since 2019 and has three caps. He's 28 years old. Also plays for Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia. Um, the fourth candidate is Hassan uh, Tambakti. Hassan Tambakti first appeared on the bench in October 2019 and he started four of their 20 games since 2021, was subbed in for one and on the bench for two. Um, and he uh, has 13 caps since 2019, but is just 23 years old. He plays for uh, Al-Shabaab in Saudi Arabia since 2018. And uh, finally, among the possible candidates, uh, Zaid Al-Sahafi. So uh, Zaid Al-Sahafi earned his first cap in March 2019, but uh, started just one of their games since 2021, but he was subbed in for two and on the bench for six games. So uh, he's been with Saudi Arabia uh, also since 2019 with 12 caps, but he's quite a bit older at 28 years old. Uh, he plays for Al-Itihad in Saudi Arabia and has done so since uh, 2015. However, he was recently loaned to Al-Ta'un in Saudi Arabia since uh, this year, since 2022. And uh, finally, we have one player who seems to be off the squad, Mohammed Al-Kabrani. And he last appeared for the team in October 2021. Uh, he hasn't been involved in any tournaments, but has been around the team since 2017 and has 17 caps and two goals. He's 28 years old, so a chance of being called back in, but uh, uh, hasn't been since last October. He plays for uh, Al-Khalij uh, in Saudi Arabia and with Al-Ali before that. So let's uh, summarize by talking about the way this position has gone. Uh, we saw they have a 4-2-1-3, uh, uh, sorry, a 4-2-3-1 uh, formation most of the time. So that would mean two central defenders. And it was um, uh, Abdullah Madu and, uh, and Al-Amri. Um, that was a pairing for the first half of World Cup qualifying. Madu was then uh, replaced basically off the team since halfway through qualifying and replaced by Al uh, Bulehi, who we saw was the starter in 2019 uh, Asian Cup. But uh, Al Bulehi himself then was replaced in game nine. Uh, they were ten, there were 10 games in World Cup qualification. Uh, in game nine by uh, Sharahali and in game 10 by Tambakti. So it looked like a steady pairing uh, until the end. 
there. Uh, none of these players appeared in the Arab Cup, but uh, Albulahi and Tambakti played the first friendly, uh, and that was actually the first time that Al Amri uh, didn't start. But Al Amri did return for the second friendly there in June, alongside Al Sahafi, who got his first start. So, as I said, fairly uh, steady pairing, but then towards the end of World Cup qualifying and into those friendlies, uh, it, it was a bit of a mix and match. So, hard to say who's going to be the starter there. Um, Al Boulahe was the only player with uh, tournament experience, but then wasn't selected for the first half of, uh, of World Cup qualifying. All right, let's move on to uh, left backs. And for this position, we have uh, one definite candidate in Yasir Al-Sharani and one po and two possible candidates. One is uh, Nasser Al-Basari and Moteb Al-Harbi. Okay, so we'll begin with Yasser Al-Sharani. He seems to have the position fairly locked down. Uh, but he started uh, only 12 of their 20 games since 2021 and wasn't selected for eight others. So that includes the three Arab Cup games. Uh, so he's not the consistent starter, but um, more consistent than any other candidate. He's a veteran with the team since 2012, and he has 69 caps and two goals and is 29 years old. And he's been with Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia since 2012, so 10 years uh, with uh, that club. And uh, his first tournament was the 2015 Asian Cup, where he was a starter, started and finished games one and three, but didn't appear in game two there. And he was a starter also in the World Cup, where he uh, uh, held the position, started and finished all three games. He also started in uh, 2019, excuse me, uh, 2019 for the Asian Cup. Um, but he only started games one and four because he was injured for games two and three. Uh, nevertheless, uh, fairly solid in that position, Yasser al-Sharani. Uh, Nasser al-Dasari uh, got his first appearance on the bench in March 2021 uh, and started four of their remaining games to June 2022. Uh, he subbed in for one and was on the bench for five and not selected for 10 others. So Nasser Al-Dasari actually um, uh, tends to go upfield a little bit more. So um, he played left midfielder the only time that position was used. And I believe he's played as a left attacking midfielder. Uh, we'll come to that uh, uh, a bit later. Anyway, he uh, plays for... No, he has been with the team since 2021 and has six caps and is 24 years old. Uh, he plays for Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia since 2017. So Nasser Al-Dosari, a, a possible candidate. And uh, Moteb Al-Harbi is one of the few players, one of the few young players uh, that kind of graduated from the Arab Cup onto the uh, first team here. So uh, he got his first cap in that Arab Cup. That was in December 2021. Uh, and since then, um, started two of their remaining nine games 
uh, to June. He was subbed in for one and on the bench for two. And uh, he still sometimes plays for the under-23 team uh, because he's just 22 years old now. So three caps since 2021, and he plays for Al-Shabaab in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. So a possible candidate in Moteb Al-Harbi. So let's go back and summarize the left-back position. And uh, we have Al-Sharani, Yasser Al-Sharani, for most of World Cup qualifying. Uh, but he was replaced in game four by the right-back uh, Saud Abdul Hamid. And he was also replaced for two games by Nasser Al-Dasari, who we saw here. Uh, Nasser Al-Dasari also played the first of their friendlies in June 2022. But then um, Yasser Al-Sharani returned for the second friendly there. So still seems to hold down the position uh, even though he's been replaced a few times. All right, moving on to the right back position, we have the player I just mentioned, uh, Saud Abdul Hamid, as a definite candidate. And we have Sultan, uh, Sultan Al Ghanam as a likely candidate. And finally, as a possible candidate, Mohammed Al Break. So just three candidates here for the right back position. And uh, Saud Al uh, Abdul Hamid uh, actually is coded as a right back, uh, but he's played in various positions, none of them being a right back position. So he actually played more like a defensive midfielder uh, in the Arab Cup and uh, played as a central defender uh, also in the Arab Cup, and his only start for the senior team was the one we mentioned at left-back position there. So we have him as a definite candidate to uh, to make the squad, uh, but not necessarily be a starter. He earned his first cap in 2019 in September and started four of their 20 games since um, 2021. Uh, but the reason we have him as a definite was that he was subbed in for six and on the bench for seven. So there's only uh, uh, one match, and that was the first game in 2021 that he wasn't selected for. Uh, he was uh, he missed two games also because he was with the under-23 team, and that brings us to his age, which is just 23 years old. So really making inroads uh, into the national team here. He's been with the team since 2019 and has 15 caps uh in that time he plays for uh, al hilal in saudi arabia that's a recent move uh from al itihad where he played from 2018 to to 2022 so actually the player who has been um uh starting in the right back position is sultan al ganam so he started 11 of their 20 games since 2021 and he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one and uh, he has 21 caps since his first one in 2017 and is 28 years old. And he's been playing with Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia since 2018. Um, and he was not part of the 2018 World Cup squad, uh, but he was part of the 2019 Asian Cup squad, though only as a substitute uh, 
there. So seems to have made inroads with the team since 2019 and uh, probably the starting right back here. We'll get to that discussion of the position after we do Mohamed Al-Baraik here. Mohamed Al-Baraik started uh, four of their 20 games since 2021 and he was subbed in for three and on the bench for three. So he is uh, 28 years old and he's actually been with Saudi Arabia since 2016 and has 35 caps and one goal. And he plays for Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia since 2014. Uh, he was part of the World Cup squad, in fact, the starter um, for all three games and also the starter in the 2019 uh, Asian Cup. So he seems to be kind of losing his uh, his starting position here to uh, Al-Ghanam, uh, but still shows up there sometimes. And I suppose that brings us on to the summary of right-backs where we talk about how the position has gone. So uh, Al-Ghanam uh, took over... Uh, for the uh, World Cup qualifying. Uh, so, I mean, he he started the first half of World Cup qualifying, um, but Albrecht replaced him halfway through uh, and also for the last two games of World Cup qualifying. Neither uh, Al-Kanam or Albrecht uh, played in the Arab Cup or started in the Arab Cup, uh, but Al-Kanam uh, started the first friendly and then it was actually central defender Ali Lajami who uh, who played in that position in their most recent game in June 2022. So um, maybe a bit up for grabs. Uh, Alberic uh, had the position for the last two tournaments. Al Ghanan seems to have come in since then, and maybe a bit of uncertainty at the end uh, about the position. But my guess would be um, Al-Ghanam has uh, seemingly taken over the position, but we'll have to see how that turns out. All right, let's move on to uh, midfield, and we'll start with defensive midfielders here. So we have uh, three, four candidates. Well, the first one is at the likely level, and it's Ali Al-Hassan. And then at the portable level, we have Abdullah Otaif. Uh, sorry, that's probably Otaif. And um, Abdullah Al-Kebari as the uh, possible but unlikely. And also possible but unlikely, Ali Al-Asmari. So let's go back to the top with Ali Al-Hassan. And he got his first cap in June 2021 and started three of their remaining 18 games and subbed in for four and was on the bench for seven. So only uh, four games that he wasn't selected for, although he spent um, most of that time as a, uh, as a bench player, sometimes subbing in. Uh, he's been with Saudi Arabia since 2021 and has seven caps and one goal and is 25 years old. And he plays for Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia uh, since 2020. Uh, uh, Abdullah Otaif has started five of their 20 games since 2021 uh, and subbed in for one, but 14 games he was not selected for. Uh, he's been with the team since 2012 and has 45 caps and one goal, uh, the 28-year-old. So uh, a fairly regular on the squad 
but kind of drifting off the squad, it seems. Uh, he's been with Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia since 2013. Actually, one of the uh, few players to play abroad. Uh, he was with Lulatano in Portugal, but just in 2012 and 13. And that's what you'll see for Saudi Arabians. Uh, very few of them play abroad, and those who do uh, usually only go for a year or so and then come back to Saudi Arabia. Uh, so Abdullah Otaif was a starter in the 2018 uh, World Cup. He actually had returned from a three-and-a-half-year absence just prior to that cup, uh, uh, but was a starter there. And uh, a starter also in the 2019 Asian Cup, um, where he was, um, yeah, a defensive midfielder, of course, because that's his position. Uh, so, as I say, seems to be kind of drifting off the team uh, there with either Ali Al-Hassan um, taking over his position or uh, central midfielders uh, playing in that position ahead of him. Okay, the two uh, possible but unlikely candidates are Abdullah Al-Kebari, or that's the first of them. Um, a bit of confusion in my sources uh, on him, um, with one of the sources saying he was absent uh, for more than two years from the squad and then came back in in early 2022. Um, but another source saying that he last appeared on the bench in October 2019. Uh, but anyway, he has been kind of on the fringes of the squad uh, regardless since his first cap in 2018. Uh, and he was on the roster for both the, uh, well, he was on the roster for the 2018 World Cup just as a substitute there, but not seeing any action. And he was selected for the 2019 uh, Asian Cup, but he was injured and actually replaced by Sultan Al-Ghanam there uh, the, uh, two days after the tournament began, in fact. So, uh, doesn't actually have any uh, tournament games under his belt, even though he's been selected for two tournaments. And um, uh, Abdullah Al-Khabari, so an outside chance of him making it to this tournament too. Uh, Ali Al-Asmari uh, got his first cap in March 2021 and started one of their remaining 19 games. And he was subbed in for two and on the bench for three, but not selected for 13 matches, including the last four. So, uh, uh, sorry, Ali Al-Asmari has been with the team since 2021 and has four caps, 25 years old and plays for Al-Ali in Saudi Arabia since 2017 but uh, not a likely candidate here. So I'll describe, uh, no, I won't describe the situation here until we do central midfielders because the positions tend to overlap. Uh, in the central midfielder positions, we have Mohamed Kano and Salman Al-Faraj. Uh, both of those are definite candidates. And we have a likely candidate in Ab Abdullah Al-Malki and a possible candidate in Abdulaziz Al-Bishi and a possible but unlikely with Abdul Malik Al-Kabari. Uh, and finally, uh, Hussein 
uh, Mogahui, uh, who is uh, seemingly off the squad. So let's go back to the top and we, we meet the real cent uh, central defense, or sorry, the real central midfielders here because Mohamed uh, Kano is kind of a staple in this position. He did start 12 of their 20 games since 2021 and he was subbed in for one and actually not selected for seven others, but that includes the three Arab Cup games. And uh, he has been with Saudi Arabia since 2017 and has 31 caps and one goal and is 28 years old. He plays for Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia since 2017. And he was part of the World Cup squad, a bit of a surprise selection uh, given his limited involvement prior to that cup. Uh, but he was kind of a sub there. He appeared only in, in game two. I said kind of a sub. I, I, I thought he started game two, but he didn't. He was subbed in. and uh, uh, But he was not part of the Asian Cup 2009, uh, 2019 Asian Cup there. Uh, he played only uh, a couple of games in the lead up uh, to that cup. So uh, hadn't seemed to made in make inroads into the team, but he has now. And he usually plays in uh, self in central midfield, but I have seen him as an attacking midfielder. And uh, the only time they, they used a right midfielder in that 4-3-3 formation of their last friendly, uh, he was the one, the, the right midfielder. But generally, uh, one of the two central midfielders in the 4-2-1-3, formation. All right, next is Salman Al-Faraj, and we have him as a definite. He started 12 of their 20 games since 2021. Uh, he was injured for two of those and three of them were the Arab Cup, so just not called up for three other games. And uh, he's been with Saudi Arabia since 2011 and is a real veteran with 69 caps and eight goals. That may make him the most experienced player on the squad. Uh, he's actually uh, 33 years old, so probably the oldest player on the squad too. He's been with uh, Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia uh, for... Uh, 14 years since 2008 and he was a starter uh, in the 2015 African Cup and the 2018 World Cup and uh, but for the 2019 Asian Cup uh, he was also selected for the squad but injured and he was replaced uh, the day after the tournament began so it looks like they uh, um, had struggles just as the tournament began and had to replace a couple of players even after the tournament had begun there he actually scored four of their goals in in qualifying four of their 34 goals in qualifying and i do believe um he's been used uh, more and more in an attacking role so we will have to um uh we will have to uh i mean we'll see later on uh, his more offensive role, but he does play as a central uh, defender there. Uh, sorry, as a central midfielder there. Salman Al-Faraj. Um, I think he's actually the captain of the team also. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Abdulela Al-Malki. Uh, so a bit of an interesting case here. Um, 
He earned his first cap in October 2019 and started 11 of their 20 games. Uh, but he wasn't selected for the last four. And my suspicion is that he he got injured in, was it the second or third last game of qualifying? Uh, because I saw that he was subbed out at 23, uh, 23 minutes, I mean. And I checked into whether he was injured, and I didn't find any evidence that he was injured. Uh, but he wasn't called up for the team after that. So I kind of suspect an injury uh, there, but I don't have any any uh, evidence of it. But it is a bit weird that he was on the team quite consistently uh, until that point, until the end of qualifying, near the end of qualifying, and hasn't appeared since. So we'll have to uh, talk about him in the update podcast to see if he made it back onto the team or if we have any information on why he hasn't been playing. He's been with the team, Abdulelah Al-Malki, since 2019, and has 21 caps and is 28 years old. And yet another player with Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia. Uh, that's a recent move in 2022, actually, and he was with Al-Itihad in Saudi Arabia uh, since 2000, from 2019 to 2022. So, uh, you know, we have him as a likely candidate. Uh, as you'll see when we do the summary, he was quite consistent uh, in the position. Um, but again, it's almost uh, as if we have him as an injury doubt because uh, he disappeared for um, uh, for the last few games that they played. Okay, we'll move on to the possible candidate in Abdulaziz Albishi. And he returned after an almost two and a half year absence uh, returning in March 2022 and started one of their remaining four games and subbed in for the other three. So he's been used quite a bit recently. Uh, he's been with Saudi Arabia since 2018 and has 19 caps and one goal and is 28 years old and uh, plays for Al-Itihad in Saudi Arabia since 2019. Uh, but he's been with uh, several clubs in Saudi Arabia um, uh, in his career. Uh, his first tournament was the 2019 Asian Cup, and he was a starter in that one. Um, started three of the four games. And uh, as I say, kind of was off the team for a while after that and returned in March 2022 and has been used uh, uh, consistently. So uh, again, we'll kind of have to see uh, in the September games if he is continued uh, continuing to be used. Okay, the possible but unlikely candidate is uh, Abdul Malik Al Kebari, and uh, he returned also from an absence. His, he was um, out of the picture for three and a half years uh, until he substituted into two games in early 2022. However, there's a bit of confusion uh, uh, about him in my sources too. And one of my sources has him last appearing on the bench in June 2018. So um, uh, uh, that would be in, in the World Cup. So um, I'll try to get clarification on that when we do the updated podcast. But we do have him nevertheless as possible, but unlikely here. Uh, he's been with the team since 2010 and has 34 caps and no goals. And... Uh, is 36 years old so 
uh, quite old. But he uh, plays for Al Riyad in Saudi Arabia. Uh, that's a recent move in 2022. And he played for Al Shabaab before that. He's played for quite a few teams also in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, so he was part of the World Cup squad in 2018, but just as a substitute, he saw no action. But he wasn't uh, selected um, for the 2019 Asian Cup. And there was a suspicion of injury there, but I wasn't able to uh, get verification on that. So, um, yeah, very much on the fringes of the squad. Uh, uh, Abdul Malik Al Kebari, and I would be surprised if we actually saw him uh, in the cup. Finally, we have Hussein Al Mogawi, and uh, he last appeared for the national team in November 2020. Um, so he was on the squad from 2012 to 2020 and has 32 caps in that time. He's 34 years old and plays for uh, Al Fateh in Saudi Arabia. It's actually his second stint with Al Fateh um, from this year. Uh, in between, um, from 2014 to 2022, he was with Al Ali, but uh, has recently moved back to uh, Al Fateh. So he was uh, uh, a substitute in the 2018 World Cup, and he subbed into game two just before halftime for an injured player and uh, probably took over that player's position uh, for game three. So got a start in the World Cup. And uh, by the 2019 Asian Cup, he was uh, a starter. So started and finished all four games. Uh, but perhaps has aged out. He's 34 years old because, again, November 22 was the last time uh, he played for the national team. So those are the candidates for the uh, uh, central midfield and defensive midfielder role. And so now I will uh, just talk about the position. So almost always a two-man central midfield. And at the start of World Cup qualifying, it was uh, Otaif. Uh, Oteif and Al Malki, uh, who were the starting pair. But Oteif disappeared uh, very quickly after game one, and Cano and Al Malki made up the pairing uh, all the way to, to uh, the eighth out of ten games there. But after that, it was a mix and match. Uh, Cano mostly stayed. I think he missed one match after that. Uh, but a whole bunch of players came in. Uh, Ali Al Hassan for one, and uh, um, Al Faraj, uh, and uh, attacking midfielder Al Naje. Uh, each of those players getting a turn, and uh, none of these uh, players were uh, part of the Arab Cup starting lineups. Uh, and after that, uh, Oteif returned to play in the first of the friendlies alongside Al Faraj, and. Um, in the 4-3-3 of the second game, there was just a single central midfielder, and it was Ali Al-Hassan uh, filling that role. So very much undecided, uh, a, a very steady pairing for most of World Cup qualifying. Uh, but after that, very uncertain as to who the, the starting player or players will be uh, in the central midfield. Okay, we move on to left midfield.
And actually, it's a position that's not often used. If you envision the 4-2-1-3, uh, you'll have two uh, central midfielders, but three more attacking midfielders uh, uh, rather than defensive midfielders. So uh, you'll, the players we'll talk about here actually tend to be more uh, on the attacking side of the field. Uh, the first candidate is Salam al Dosari and he is a definite candidate and then we have abdul rahman garib uh, abdul rahman garib is a likely candidate and then we have a player uh who not seems to be off the squad uh i'll put him as retired uh we'll we'll talk about him the name is uh, nawaf al abed uh seems to be retired from the squad um, but i bring him up for for a reason uh, Salam Al-Dosari uh, had started 12 of their 20 games since 2021 and was not selected for the eight others. And another player with Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia and has been there for uh, uh, 12 or 11 years since 2011. And again, another player who was loaned to Villarreal in Spain, a pretty good club, but just in 2018 and then he came back. Uh, so... He was with Al-Hilal's youth club as well. His first tournament was the 2015 Asian Cup where he was started and finished all games. And in the 2018 World Cup, he did also. And he was a starter uh, in the 2019 Asian Cup also, but he was uh, suspended for game three there, uh, picking up yellow cards in games one and two. Um yeah, uh, there was some some suspicion that he got the second yellow card uh, intentionally in hopes of cleaning his slate in case they, they reached the knockout stage there. So um, anyway, so uh, he got seven of their 34 goals in this World Cup campaign, and uh, he got a late winning goal to complete a comeback against Uzbekistan, uh, and he was their co-top scorer. So uh, pretty good for a left midfielder there. But as I said, he's more of an attacking midfielder. Uh, you might think of him as uh, a left-side attacking midfielder. Salam al-Dosari, a definite candidate. Uh, Abdul Rahman Garib uh, started uh, only two of their 20 games since 2021. But he was subbed in for three and on the bench for nine of them and was injured for two. So there's only four games that he wasn't called up for in the period we're talking about. And he's been with Saudi Arabia since 2018 and has 15 caps and one goal and is 25 years old. So he plays for Al Nasser now in Saudi Arabia, but that's only since 2022. He was with Al Ali uh, from 2017 to 22. That was his first club, the 25-year-old. Uh, he was on the squad for the 2019 Asian Cup, and he appeared in all four games, but only started one of them, started game three, uh, and was subbed into the other three games. And uh, yeah, so Abdul Rahman Garib, a, a likely candidate to make the squad, uh, a likely candidate to make the squad, but not necessarily uh, a starter, or in fact, I would say probably not a starter. Okay, next is um, Nawaf Al-Abed. And uh, the reason I have him here is uh, even though he um, didn't make the World Cup squad in 2018, 
uh, or the Asian Cup in 2019. He did play after both of those, so last appeared for the squad in November 2019, but seems to be well off the squad now. Uh, but um, he is only 32 years old, so there is an outside chance of him uh, of him coming back. Uh, so, uh, Nawaf Alabed, I won't go into great detail on him unless he does come back. So, let's summarize the left midfielder role here. As we said, it's not often used in the 4-2-3-1. Uh, so, the players here will tend to be in the attacking part there, the three kind of a left attacking midfielder. Uh, only in the last friendly was actually a left midfielder, a defensive left midfielder, uh, used and it was played by the left back Nasser Al Dasari. So, um, as the kind of left attacking midfielder, it's usually Salam Al Dosari. Uh, Garib replaced him for one of the World Cup qualifying games and for another uh, attacking midfielder, Sami Al Najay, uh, replaced him. None of those players I just mentioned uh, started in the Arab Cup, uh, and when we came, um, or oh, when it came to the friendlies in June 2022, it was right midfielder uh, Bahebri, who we'll meet right away here, uh, who played the position in the first friendly. So a right midfielder playing left midfield. And then Aldosari came back for the second friendly, uh, this time as a left forward because the formation changed to a 4-3-3. So Aldosari uh, seemingly um, ensconced in the position. Let's move on to right midfielders. And uh, we'll, we have just Hatan uh, Bahebri here as a candidate, and we have him as a likely. Um, so we saw he played on the left side of the midfield one time. Uh, he actually returned in January 2022 after a 14-month absence, and he started four of their remaining six games and was subbed in for the other two. So um uh very a likely candidate here uh um he's been with saudi arabia since 2011 and has 35 caps and four goals in that time he's uh 30 years old and he plays for al shabaab in saudi arabia that's his second stint with them since 2021 uh he was with al hilal in saudi arabia from 2019 to 21 um and before that, his first stint with Al-Shabaab. Uh, he was uh, part of the World Cup squad in 2018. He subbed into game one and then gained a starting position for games two and three there and uh, actually played well in game two against Uruguay uh, with a couple of uh, chances on goal there in the first half. Um, and he was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, also started all four games there and um, he scored a goal in that cup. So Hatem Bahebri, uh, a likely candidate as a right midfielder. But uh, as we move into the summary of my right midfield, I should point out that he only started as a right midfielder once. Uh, that was in the last game of qualifying. Before that, he came in as a, a central attacking midfielder, and he played as a left attacking midfielder in his other start. So. It's actually different uh, players, mostly, who've played this position. Uh, and as I said, the defensive uh, side of right midfielder is not often used in the 4-2-3-1, so it's an offensive 
uh, midfielder. And um, the only time the defensive right midfielder was used was in the most recent game, the 4-3-3 formation. And it was Mohamed Kano who played uh, there. Uh, as the kind of attacking right midfielder, it was Fahad El Moulawad, who's a forward, uh, and we'll come to him soon, uh, all the way through the World Cup qualifying until that last game where Behebri did play it. Uh, neither of those started in the Arab Cup, and it was left winger Khalid Al Ghanem uh, in the first friendly, and uh, kind of oddly, uh, central midfielder Abdulaziz Albishi playing as a right forward in the 4-3-3 formation. That was the second friendly. So um, right midfielder role uh, kind of up in the air. And we'll find out uh, why it's up in the air when we get to Fahad Al-Mulawad or, or Muwalad um, as a forward. Uh, but we'll quickly do left wingers and right wingers here. They really don't have many. For left wingers, they just have one candidate in um, Khalid al Ghamam, and we have him as a portable candidate. And um, he uh, got his first cap in January 2022 and started one of their six remaining games, uh, subbed in for two and was on the bench for three. So he is being called up regularly uh, this year. Um, so he has three caps uh, since 2022 and is 22 years old. Uh, he plays for Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia since 2020. And that's it for uh, left wingers. So, again, uh, the position was only used once in the Arab Cup. Um, and otherwise, um, uh, Khalid Al Ghanam played uh, once as a right attacking midfielder even though he's coded as a left forward. Uh, on to right wingers, and we have um, a, a possible candidate in Ayman Yaya. And we have uh, two candidates who are seem to be off the team uh, in Abdul Fattah Asiri and Mohammed Al-Kuekibi. So let's go back to Ayman Yaya. Um, Having earned his first cap in November 2020, he started two of their games uh, since 2021, two of their 20 games. And additionally, he was subbed in for three and on the bench for three uh, and with the under-23 team for three games. So he's actually one of the few players who uh, played in the Arab Cup um, who were brought up to the, to the first team. Actually, he was brought up a bit before that. But... Um, uh yeah was is a young player so played in both so he's been on the team since 2020 and has six caps and he is only 21 years old and he plays for al nasser in saudi arabia since 2019 and he is currently on loan to al ali or maybe that loan spell has ended actually uh to to al ali in 2022 okay uh abdul fatah asiri uh, he actually got two of their goals in qualifying, uh, both of them in a, in, a, in a game against Singapore. Uh, but he last appeared for the national team in October 2019. So uh, he was on Saudi Arabia from 2013 to 19 and has 21 caps 
and two goals. That would be those two goals I just mentioned. And he's 28 years old, so uh, not aging out. He plays for Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia, but has never been involved in a tournament despite being on the team since 2013. And uh, finally, Mohammed Al Kouakibi, and he last appeared for the national team in October 2021 but he was on the team uh, since 2018 and got nine caps in that time. He's uh, also 28 years old and he plays for Etivac in Saudi Arabia and has done so since 2016. Uh, also though, uh, was not involved in any of their tournaments. So those two players seemingly off the team. So um, for the right winger position, much as we said for the uh, left wing, position it's not often used uh, and when it was used in the Arab Cup it was Ayman Yaya who played in that role okay now we're moving on to forwards but we include attacking midfielders as part of the forward consideration here so we have uh, two players I might actually just add the secondary striker as well uh, in this section so we have Sami al Najay as a likely candidate and uh, Turkey Al-Amar as a possible candidate and then the secondary striker um, uh, is Abdul Rahman Al-Oboud and we have him as a possible candidate so I'll just kind of put all of those in before we talk to them uh, before we um, talk about them in detail uh, so we have Sami Al Najay as the likely candidate. He's been on the squad since. No, I'll start with his recent participation. He started two of their 20 games since 2021, and he was subbed in for nine and on the bench for five. So only four games that he wasn't called up for. He's been on the team since 2017, but has only 13 caps in that time, and he is 25 years old and plays for Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia since 2016. He was loaned out to a couple of teams. And uh, he was not part of the squad for the 2018 World Cup, despite earning his first cap in 2017. And uh, nor was he part of the team in 2019. So um, uh, just kind of working his way onto the team here, um, Samir Al Najay. Uh, Turkey Alamar is uh, uh, a, a possible candidate. He returned after a 13-month absence in December 2021 to start two of their remaining nine games to, uh, to until June of this year and was on the bench for one and with the under-23 team uh, for a couple of games there too. So he's been with Saudi Arabia since 2019 and has six caps and is also quite young at uh, 23 years old and plays for Al-Shabaab in Saudi Arabia. He doesn't have any tournament experience, though. He wasn't part of the Asian Cup 2019 squad. Okay, and then on to the secondary striker, Abdul Rahman Al-Oboud. And... Um, uh he got his first appearance in october 2021 but didn't start any of their 13 games uh uh f during that time however he was subbed in for one and on the bench for seven games so we have him as likely he's been with the team since 2018 and has two caps 
and he plays for Al Ittihad in Saudi Arabia. Okay, uh, so let's just talk about that kind of uh, attacking midfielder, secondary striker uh, position. Um, really, it's been Salman Al Faraj uh, throughout World Cup qualifying. He's a central midfielder. Uh, but he was replaced three times towards the end by three different players. So uh, Sami Al-Najay, who we introduced here, uh, was in the role. And central midfielder Mohamed Kano. And uh, we just mentioned before, right midfielder Hatan Bahebri uh, all played in that attacking midfielder role. It was forward uh, Abdullah Al-Hamdan in the first friendly uh, and then in the second friendly, that 4-3-3 formation, uh, the position of attacking midfielder doesn't exist. Okay, we're going to move on to the forwards of the forwards. Uh, so I usually think of these as centre forwards. And uh, we have, I'm going to actually start with a player who's off the squad now, but um, we'll say he's retired, Mohamed Al-Salawi. Uh, and as far as the current members, Firas al Burakan is a definite candidate, and uh, Fahad al Mualad, a uh, likely candidate, and Salah al Shahiri, uh, a likely candidate, and Abdullah al Hamdan, who we've mentioned, a possible candidate, along with Hatham Asiri. Uh, also a possible candidate. So just five forwards to deal with here. But we're going to uh, start by going back to um, Mohamed Al-Salawi because he was the, the man getting their goals uh, before this period. He actually did retire in uh, 2018 or after the 2018 World Cup. Uh, but uh, he was a big scorer for them, and I question whether they've really replaced him. So Mohamed Al-Salawi was on the team from 2010 to 2018, and in 44 caps, he got 28 goals, so that's a really high uh, percentage. He's 35 years old now, and he actually is still playing. He was with Al-Hazm in Saudi Arabia until 2022, but he's uh, unattached. Uh, He's unattached right now, and um, he he was uh, in the 2015 Asian Cup and the 2018 uh, World Cup. So he got three of their five goals in the in the World Cup and uh, sorry in the 2015 Asian Cup and 15 of their 45 goals in the uh, World Cup qualification. But uh, he didn't get any either of their two goals in the World Cup there and hasn't appeared basically since that tournament. But he was a really big scorer, as you saw in qualifying. And um, none of the players since, uh, none of the players currently on the squad have a scoring record, anything like his. So Firas al Burakan uh, started eight of their 20 games since 2021. And he was subbed in for five and on the bench for two. So five matches that he wasn't selected for. He uh, has been with Saudi Arabia since 2019 and has 22 caps and six goals. Uh, he's only 22 years old and he plays for Al Fateh in Saudi Arabia since 2021 and Al Nasser before that. So he hasn't been in a tournament yet. Um, 
he uh, was not selected for the 2019 Asian Cup, but he did score three of their 34 goals in qualifying. So uh, is kind of moving into the starting position, um, uh, the starting centre forward position. Uh, Fahad Al Mualad is not really a centre forward. He's actually been uh, their right midfielder, as we saw uh, for most of the time, right attacking midfielder. Um, and he scored four of their 34 goals in qualifying. Um, and he started 13 of their 20 games since 2021. Uh, he wasn't selected for five of the games. Um, the key point, he was on a doping ban for the last two games there in June 2022. But uh, I know he'll be back before the World Cup. I'll give that information at the end because I don't have it at my fingertips here. But I believe uh, that ban ends in September. But again, we'll come back to that. So Fahad Al-Mualad uh, is um, 28 years old and he's been with Saudi Arabia since 2012. 71 caps, but 17 goals. So not a huge scorer, um, but he's uh, a big presence on the team. In his, his first tournament was the 2015 Asian Cup and uh, he was a sub in that tournament, subbing into two games. Uh, in the 2018 World Cup, he started as a substitute, uh, but uh, gained a starting position for games two and three uh, there. So uh, he lined up as the forward in, in that cup, actually missed a penalty, uh, hitting the crossbar against Egypt. Um, he was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, Fahad Al-Mualad. And so, you know, basically a starter for the team we saw. He started uh, in a lot of the World Cup qualifying games. So I'm sure they were sad to miss him. Uh, they were sad to lose him to that doping ban. But at least it ends before the World Cup. And uh, yeah, I've just checked and seen that that ban ends uh, on, on September 23rd. So he'll be there uh, for the Cup. Um, we move on to uh, Salah Al-Sheri, or Salah Al-Sheri. Uh, he got his first two caps in, uh, or his first cap in November 2020, and started nine of their 20 games since 2021, subbed in for four, um, but he wasn't selected for seven matches, including the last two matches, so those friendlies in June. However, he does have the best scoring record for Saudi Arabia. He's got uh, eight goals in 16 caps. So uh, maybe it needs to, I, I usually go uh, above 30 caps to really consider it real, uh, a real percentage, but that's a, a goal every two games. He's been with the squad since 2020, uh, but is 28 years old. So a bit of a latecomer to Saudi Arabia there. He plays for Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia since 2020 and was with Al-Raid uh, in Saudi Arabia before that. So he's also one of the players who was actually loaned out to uh, foreign clubs. He was with Bera Mar in Portugal and Mafra in Portugal in 2012 and 13. But as is the case with most of them, uh, a short loan spell and came back quickly to Saudi Arabia. So he hasn't been involved in any tournaments, but he did score seven of their 34 goals uh, in qualifying. So 
that made him their co-top scorer. So maybe not um, experienced in with enough experience to really be a starter in the World Cup, but uh, we see that they are a bit short of uh, scoring power here, so he may get his start. Uh, Abdullah Alhamdan is a possible candidate. He started four of their 20 games since 2021, and he was subbed in for five and on the bench for three, and he's 23 years old. He's been with uh, Saudi Arabia since 2019 and has 20 caps and five goals. Uh, so not a bad scoring ratio for the 23-year-old. He's uh, with Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia since 2021. And um, yeah, they'll be uh, uh, hoping to get goals from him. Uh, finally, we have Haytham Asiri. So he got his first cap, uh, cap in the Arab Cup there. So again, one of the few players to kind of graduate from the Arab Cup to the, to, the, to the senior team. He didn't start any of their nine games after the Arab Cup, uh, but he did sub in for three and was on the bench for one. He was also off with the under-23 under team for four matches. So he has uh, five caps since 2021 and is just 22 years old, uh, Haytham Azeri. He doesn't have any tournament experience and I forgot to mention his club, which is Al-Ali in Saudi Arabia since 2020, but uh, a young player, no tournament experience. Um, so these are the players they expect to, uh, or they need to get their goals from. And I will summarize the forward position here. So uh, Salah Al-Shari, uh, in World Cup qualifying was the uh, starting forward. But from game five onwards, the position was equally shared between him and Firas Al-Burakan. So uh, Al-Burakan did start two Arab Cup games and Al-Hamdan uh, uh, started one game in the Arab Cup too. So it seems like um, um, they sent their forwards to the Arab Cup there or else... Uh, players got their start there. Uh, Al Burakane was the starter in two friendlies. So it looks like Al Burakane is kind of taking over the starting position uh, uh, from Al Sherry, who had it for uh, a while. But both of them are fairly new with no tournament experience. So um, uh, Al Mualad is the only one among these forwards with uh, tournament experience. Okay, that brings us to the end of the player-by-player player, uh, discussion. So we're going to move on to a discussion of the squad. And I've been meaning to explain the shirt I'm wearing. Some Saudi Arabians might be disgusted with me for wearing a Germany shirt uh, while I'm talking about Saudi Arabia. But um, I'm afraid I can only put that down to the poverty of my shirt collection. And uh, it's not a statement, a political statement of any kind. It's just a color match. This is the only shirt I have that's kind of similar to the colors of Saudi Arabia. So uh, any Saudi Arabians who are upset with me, A, I understand. And B, uh, you could solve the problem by sending me a shirt from your country. Okay, that is um, that. All right, let's uh, talk about some notes. So we'll go back to the notes uh, from the beginning. These are kind of outcroppings from our previous podcasts uh, or takeaways from our previous podcast. So we said 
uh, Saudi Arabia is coming out of a flat period. That flat period lasted from 2010 to 2017. Uh, but for, uh, uh, for many, uh, it belies the fact that they're a historically strong team in the region. They just haven't looked that way uh, for the past 10 years. They reached the World Cup four times in a row prior to 2010, and they even passed the group stage in 1994, something few Asian teams have done or have done since even. Uh, getting knocked out at the group stage in 2011 and 2015 Asian Cup uh, also kind of, hide, kind of hides the fact that they were a very strong team in the Asian Cup. In fact, uh, they either won or they finished second in six of the seven cups from 1984 to 2007. So the last uh, 12 years or so have not been good for Saudi Arabia, especially 2010 to 2017. Uh, they are getting back on track now with two World Cup qualifications. Um, but uh, in the 2019 Asian Cup, that progress was kind of interrupted uh, with a quarterfinal finish. They, they were uh, damaged by the juggernaut that was Qatar uh, in that case. Uh, they lost to them in the group stage. That made them finish second, which paired them against Japan in the quarterfinal. So, um, you know, so they're really hoping to uh, make something out of this, not only... Uh, not only doing well when the cup is hosted in their area, but also uh, fully coming out of this lull that they've been in for uh, for the 2010s. Uh, the next point is key players retiring in 2018. We looked at some of them in the player-by-player player part of the podcast, and we'll summarize them at the end. But uh, perhaps part of the reason they were unimpressive in the 2019 Asian Cup is that some key re key players retired in 2018. Um, but their two World Cup qualifications, especially this one winning over um, uh, Japan and Australia, suggest that they're kind of over that that period and that they've learned to uh, kind of overcome uh, the players that they've lost. So uh, they're still struggling to replace, however, some of their goal scorers, especially Al Salawi, because um, their goal scorers are quite inexperienced and um, not scoring the way Al Salawi did. Uh, we talked about Irvernard, so I call him the dashing Irvernard because he's a stylish dresser. And uh, he's been very successful with Zambia and with Ivory Coast, leading both of those to an African Cup. He went on to manage uh, Morocco, and he didn't uh, actually do as well for them, but he kind of specializes in getting the most out of his players. Uh, and he also seems to choose his team well. He chooses teams uh, that seem to have a lot of p potential. This is my own observation. Uh, he chooses teams that have a lot of uh, potential but aren't really living up to that potential. And if I'm right in saying that, I think Saudi Arabia was a very good choice uh, for him because um, they should be doing better than they have been doing over the past 12 years. So... Uh, I actually think he's going to do well with Saudi Arabia here and that Saudi Arabia will be stronger than most people think they are. However, they do have a couple of weak spots. One of them is a lack of outside midfielders. Um, 
left midfielders and right midfielders that they do have are mostly attacking players. So I'm a bit worried um, on the defensive end of the field on the outsides uh, because they don't really have uh, kind of defensive left midfielders and right midfielders um, to handle the tough teams they'll be facing. Uh, again, they do have kind of the offensive-minded uh, uh, outside players, but not so much defensive. And finally, um, oh no, two more points. Uh, uh, their formation is, is it too predictable? They've gone with a 4-2-3-1 for all of their World Cup qualifying games and for their first friendly. And only in their last friendly did they experiment with a change. They did in the Arab Cup, but it was a different group of players and even a different manager. Uh, so I wonder if they're too easily uh, kind of too easily readable with this 4-2-3-1 formation uh, that they persist with. So I wonder if this change to a 4-3-3 formation is uh, is kind of a, a, an attempt to answer that. And um, the last one I'll say is kind of a lack of goal scorers, um, lack of goal scorers, which we just talked about uh, when we uh, examined the forwards that they had Al Salawi uh, scoring a lot of goals for them, um, but he is off the team since the 2018 World Cup, and the question is where are those goals uh, going to come from? You know, so they have a couple of midfielders who put the ball in the net, Al Mualad and Al Dasari, but not that much. And uh, the the actual centre forwards they have are fairly inexperienced. Uh, they have reasonably good goal-scoring records, but not a lot of games under their belt. So um, we'll have to see uh, how they do. Okay, that is it for kind of... Oh, those were supposed to be the uh, the squad notes. And now we'll take a look at their club affiliations. Well, that's a, a short story for uh, Saudi Arabia because all of them play uh, at home. Just uh, let me bring up the proper graphic here. But they all play in Saudi Arabia. And we saw Al-Hilal being mentioned uh, over and over again. So that seems to be um, where most of the national team players end up. But they also have players uh, on Al-Nasser and Al-Shabaab and Al-Ali. I would say those are the uh, the three other main teams Um that they come from. Uh, as we said, a couple of them have done short loan spells outside uh, the country, but that's usually short-lived, and they come back to Saudi Arabia pretty quickly. Uh, so uh, they've always been kind of, um, uh, I wouldn't say accused is too strong a word, but, you know, uh, lacking in that international experience because none of their players play, for example, in Europe. So uh, the game may may be quite different for them and they're not used to uh, a different style of game all right let's move on to age and experience so i'm running a kind of a my own little stats here uh, on each of the teams and uh, one of the things i'm considering is how many players are have been called up since 2020 so how big is their slate of players and uh, they have 46 players kind of uh, in in that mix, and actually that's a bit lower 
than average. So the average is around 51 and they have 46. So they're not juggling too many players, which would be, which is a problem for some teams. And they seem to have enough to choose from. Uh, the next one we consider is uh, how many players are under kind of more serious consideration. So this would be uh, the candidates we have as de uh, definite, likely, or possible. And um, they have 37. So again, uh, that's actually a bit higher than normal. The average there is 33. So the teams that have a very low number, uh, well, it could mean one of two things, that, that they're playing with a consistent squad. It's the same players on the field all the time. And uh, teams like Senegal and Qatar uh, kind of fit into that category, Canada too. Um, whereas if they have too many under consideration, like the USA or Mexico or Ecuador, uh, it's going to make for uh, it's going to make it very difficult for the for the manager to uh, cut down to the 26 that will be required for the cup. So uh, that creates a headache for the manager and often uh, kind of a lack of, uh, or presumably a lack of communication on the field because the players are changing uh, all the time and never the same squad twice for, for some of those teams. Uh, but um, Saudi Arabia is kind of falling into the middle here. And that's my impression too, that they're not changing uh, too much. However, I do worry a little bit about central defense and central midfielders because they have uh, mixed and matched quite a bit there. Finally, the number of candidates who are definite or likely. And um, actually, this, this stat is not yielding a lot of information for me, so I might get rid of it. Uh, they have 20, but I, I find all teams are kind of in range between uh, around 19 to 22. So, um, it doesn't mean much but what it does mean is that they basically have to reduce that squad of 37 that are under consideration down to 26 so basically they want to be adding uh six of those possible players um that's what the manager has to do in the lead up to the cup so that's not too burdensome uh, some teams have a much more difficult decision than that um, when we look at average age of the squad, it's 26.4. So that's right in range. Actually, the average is 26.5. And it's only worth commenting on really if it's below 25 or above 27. So um, that's in range. Average number of caps, though, this is a little different. The average is 27, 27.6. And uh, Saudi Arabia is 21.6. So uh, it kind of suggests that uh, they are less experienced than most teams. And I got to say, uh, I worry about them all playing in Saudi Arabia too, because that adds up to a bit of a lack of experience with um, uh, other styles of soccer and stuff like that. But I think teams nowadays are a bit more aware, uh, a bit more aware of the problem. And I feel some of these uh, kind of hermetic teams that don't play outside of their own country uh, are actually getting better. Whereas in the past, they used to kind of really struggle in tournaments because they would be facing styles they were unfamiliar with. You know, these players will all uh, be watching TV, for example, in other countries and uh, 
playing international games against other countries too. So they do have some experience. Total number of goals is 76. That is very low. The average is 119.5. So uh, basically their scorers don't have a lot of goals. And I think some of that comes down to what we said about forwards, that the, the forwards they have are quite inexperienced, uh, haven't played a lot of games, so haven't scored a lot of goals. And as a team, um, they don't have a lot of goals among them. Uh, the other stat I have for this is average goals per player. And this is 2.1. Again, much lower than average. In fact, the second lowest among the 14 teams that... Uh, no, I, I have done 18 teams in this stat so far. So uh, they're the lowest among them. So uh, as I've said uh, earlier in the podcast... Goal scoring, perhaps uh, the biggest issue that Saudi Arabia is facing, and they'll have to find their goals from somewhere. I'll probably end up repeating that in the next section, which is players and issues to watch. So, um, inexperienced central defence uh, is one of the problems, and they did have steady uh, a steady central defence, but in recent games, we're kind of mixing and matching. A little bit so we have two likely candidates there and we had five possible candidates all five of those possible candidates are without tournament experience so uh, a bit of inexperience in central defense and i think we can say the same about the attacking uh, lineup too uh, the central defensive uh, pairing is a bit unsettled. So as I said, a solid pairing in the first half of qualification. But then uh, Abdullah Madu, which is one of the pair there, is no longer being selected and they haven't settled on a replacement. So Ali Amri was the other one. And um, even he wasn't playing all the games towards the end of this period. Um, so uh, a, a bit unsettled in central defense uh, there. In the midfield, these all sound negative. <laughs> I don't mean for it to be that way, uh, but I'm just talking about kind of issues here. Uh, the, C, the central midfield is a bit disrupted by the absence of Ali Malki. So uh, Ali Malki and, and uh, Mohamed Kano were a steady pairing up until near the end of World Cup qualifications. But as we said in the player-by-player -player podcast, Ali Malki... Um, subbed out of the second last game, or maybe it was uh, the third last game of World Cup qualifying. He subbed out 23 minutes into the game and hasn't returned since then. So even though he's not listed of injury, uh, as a, a, an injury, I'm a bit concerned that he is. And in terms of replacing him, it's really been a mix and match. Uh, Cano has mostly kept his place, but uh, uh, the, the Cano's partner in central midfield there still needs to be uh, settled uh, upon. Uh, I've talked about also the shortage of, uh, oh, on the uh, YouTube uh, graphic, I'm putting everything in the wrong place here. So I'm just, uh, just fixing that up on the fly here. There we go. Uh, shortage of outside midfielders. I won't repeat everything I've said, but they have uh, kind of attacking left midfielders and right midfielders, but they don't really have defensive ones. So um, they, I'm a bit worried uh, about that. 
because they'll be facing tougher teams than they do in Asia. So we'll probably uh, need a bit of bolstering and defense uh, there. Um, I may be dead wrong, though. I mean, they do have central midfielders and they have uh, left and right back. So maybe they're able to compensate for the lack of players actually coded as left midfielders and right midfielders. Finally, in attack, uh, I've talked about their lack of goals. So Al Salawi uh, uh, is gone since 2018. Actually, it's central midfielder Al Faraj, uh, who's their most common uh, starter as a center forward. But he only has eight goals in 69 caps. I mean, as a central midfielder, he wouldn't be relied upon to score more goals. So maybe he is capable. Uh, but it's not in his record yet. Uh, some players with higher percentages are coming in, especially uh, Al Sherry, but uh, generally they're quite inexperienced. So I'm I'm considering this um, the attack uh, a bit unproven um, is what I want to say. Not so much weak, but kind of unproven. Okay, let's look at some of the new players that they've got coming in. And uh, I've mentioned already that five of their possible central defenders are all new. So uh, beyond the two likely candidates, they usually bring, I would say, five or six central defenders. So I think we're going to see most of these guys uh, selected for the squad. Ahmed uh, Sharalahi is uh, new. Abdul Madu, Ali Lajama, uh, Hassan Kambakti, and Zayad Al-Sahafi, uh, none of them have tournament experience. As you can see uh, in the graphic, when I use gray there, that means they haven't been in a tournament. And when it's black, it means they have tournament experience. Uh, defensive midfielder, Ali Hassan, Ali Al-Hassan, uh, we consider a likely candidate. He is uh, quite new. 25 years old, but he's never uh, been in a tournament. And central midfielder uh, Ab Abdulela Al-Malki um, uh, is new, but, but again, I suspect he's injured. He might be back uh, for the cup or whatever is keeping him out. Um, but he, he has never been in a tournament. Uh, was used a lot in the first half of qualifying. Uh, Sami Al-Najay, uh, also, he was a consideration, I think, for the 2018 World Cup, but he wasn't selected, uh, and nor for the 2019 Asian Cup. So he's been on the team since 2017, the 25-year-old, but doesn't have any experience. Uh, Firas Al-Burekan, we consider a definite candidate, the forward. Uh, he's just 22 years old. Um, but he has 22 caps and six goals, which is pretty good for a player his age. And he is uh, fairly new to the squad. He's been on the squad since 2019. Um, but he really just started uh, uh, starting games recently and um, has never been in a tournament. Another forward, Salah Al-Sheri, may end up being the player they most rely on to get goals. Uh, he's never been in a tournament either, but he scored seven of their 34 goals in qualifying. And finally, Abdullah Al-Hamdan, uh, 23 years old and also a forward. 
Um, so there we go, three forwards uh, that speaks to the kind of inexperience they have, but hopefully for them, uh, a couple of these players will step forward and become a big scorer for them. We don't really have any injuries on, on the team. Um, uh, but I did say uh, I suspect Abdulela Al-Malki uh, is an injury, or for some reason he kind of suddenly was off the team and hasn't returned. So I'm going to put him on the injury list, and hopefully by the update podcast I'll know more about what happened to him. The other one is not uh, really an injury, but a doping ban for Fala Al-Mualed. Uh, but that doping ban will be... Uh, um, served by September 23rd, which will make him eligible for the World Cup. So really, uh, no injury concerns of, of note for Saudi Arabia. And then notable absences. We talked about several of these players uh, in the player-by-player. Player. But uh, we have goalkeeper uh, Abdullah Al-Meouf, um, who was a starting keeper in the 2018 World Cup, although he lost his position uh, after the 5 nothing loss to Russia. Um, but I just wanted to kind of note that he was the starting keeper. Um, another keeper, Walid Abdullah Ali. Uh, he had 70 caps, actually, since uh, 2007. Um, but the uh, 2015 Asian Cup, he was a starter in 2011 and 2015 Asian Cup, uh, but he wasn't selected for the World Cup 2018. Maybe he's uh, a bit too far off the team for me to have brought up here because uh, they would have compensated for his loss already. Osama Hasawi, uh, the veteran defender with 134 caps and captain of the team. Uh, again, this is more for the people who follow uh, Saudi Arabia from World Cup to World Cup because he wasn't part of the 2019 Asian squad. But in terms of the uh, World Cup, he's a, he's a big loss for them from the previous World Cup. Uh, Omar Sahari, Omar Hasawi, uh, not as um, uh, not as many caps as Osama Hasawi, but he too was captain of the cup. And he did play in the 2019 Asian Cup, although uh, he was injured, so didn't actually play any games. But uh, 52 caps, he is also no longer on the team. Uh, he's 36 years old. Uh, Mohamed Al-Fatil, another central defender who they would do without. So they really have only one central defender who's played in a tournament. And um, uh, uh, this player was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, but no longer available to them. Hussein uh, Al-Mogahwi, a central midfielder, last played in November 2020, and he was also a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup as well as a substitute in the World Cup 2018. Uh, Nawaf Al-Abed uh, is a left midfielder who last appeared for them in November 2019, and uh, he played from 2010 to 19 with 47 caps. However, um, he wasn't actually in the 2019 Asian Cup and was injured for the World Cup. So uh, as far as tournaments go, he's been off the team for quite a while, but um, he was uh, involved with the team till 2019. Tassir El-Jassam, an attacking midfielder, 
who had 132 caps between 2004 and 2018. He was a starter in the 2018 World Cup, um, but wasn't in the uh, 2019 Asian Cup. So uh, as we said earlier, a lot of these players retiring uh, after the 2018 World Cup. Finally, Mohamed Al-Salawi, uh, uh, also a starter in the World Cup, even though he did lose his starting position. But I think he was one of the top scorers in all of World Cup qualifying, but certainly the top scorer for his team with 15 of their 45 goals. So they will certainly miss his scoring capability uh, in this cup. All right, well, the last part of this podcast deals with... Uh, uh, trying to predict um, the starters and um, I would say trying to predict the substitutes but I think we uh, we kind of predict those by um, basically the players we have as definite or likely uh, if we don't uh, if we don't consider them starters then they will you know, but we do think they'll be at the cup, then they would be substitutes. So we're really just going to focus on starters here. But I'll mention the likely candidates because they will probably make up the substitutes. So we have manager Irv Renard. I don't think that'll change before the uh, tournament. So we'll consider him definite. Uh, among goalkeepers, Mohamed Alawais. Almost certainly the starter there, even though there were a couple of games at the end that he didn't start. Uh, rather, Mohamed Al-Yami, who's sometimes called Mohamed Al-Roubaix, actually more often called Mohamed Al-Roubaix. Um, he's a likely candidate and probably the second string keeper. Uh, the other candidates, we have two possible candidates. One of those will probably be the other keeper that they bring to the cup. Um, central defenders is kind of tough. As we said, they have two likely candidates and then five possible candidates and they'll probably bring most of those i would say five at least to the cup um and it's a bit difficult to uh predict the starter because uh they were kind of rotating quite a bit at the end so uh al ali al bulahe at least has a uh, tournament experience he was a starter in 2019 and um Al Amri has probably been the most consistent starter, but neither of them have started enough to make me confident that to say they'll be uh, a starter. In fact, um, Abdullah Madu uh, was a starter at the beginning of World Cup qualifying for uh, about half of those games and then suddenly was off the squad. Uh, so um, we have him as just a possible candidate, but he could be a starter as well so i'm i'm really not confident enough to say any of these will be uh, starters uh, but i am fairly confident to say that most of them will be uh, brought to the squad so would be at least the substitute level uh, among right backs i think um uh, well we think saud uh, abdul hamid will definitely be on the team but i would almost definitely say as a substitute he's always called up but not often used as a starter uh, so i'm going to highlight him as a substitute and the likely starter for right back is sultan al ganam even though we have him as a likely candidate to reach the cup i think he will be the starter um but i suspect that they're going to bring mohammed al burak uh, to the to the cup too 
and maybe I should have moved him up uh, to likely because they'll need a backup in the right back position because Saud uh, Abdul Hamid doesn't seem to be uh, um, a right back. Okay, midfielders Ali uh, Al Hassan. Uh, we have him as uh, likely to reach the cup, so uh, he'll he'll be there and at least as a substitute. But again, I'm not confident enough to say that any of these uh, defensive or uh, defensive midfielders will be starters. So I'm just going to leave it at that uh, with Ali Al Hassan as the only the one uh, likely to make the cup. I think the starters will be uh, these two players. Uh, Mohamed Kano and Salman Al-Faraj, although actually Al-Faraj may be used further upfield uh, in the attack. Uh, but I think Mohamed Kano is a definite candidate uh, and a starter in the central defence. The other central defender, um, it was Abdullaleh Al-Malki, but he kind of dropped off the team in the end um, with that with what seemed to be an injury. So I'm really not confident enough to say that he would be uh, a starting central midfielder. Left midfielder, Salam Aldosari, definitely a starter uh, there and probably as a left attacking midfielder, depending uh, on that. Uh, they went to a 4-3-3 formation in their last uh, game. So if that works out, possibly as a left forward. Uh, we also have Abdul Rahman Garib as a likely candidate to reach the cup, but I would say more as a substitute than a starter there. Right midfield, Hatan Bahebri was making uh, big inroads into the team uh, towards the end of the tournament, but that's partly because um, he was playing as a, a right attacking midfielder and uh, forward Fahal Al-Mualad uh, was the right attacking midfielder until his ban. That ban will be over by the time the World Cup comes. So I think Fahad Al-Mualad will be the right uh, attacking midfielder. Uh, but I think Hatan Bahebri uh, has a good chance of starting games, but it could be in any position. He's, he's played as an attacking midfielder and as a left attacking midfielder too. So I'm tempted to say that he's going to be a starter, but um, he just he just hasn't played enough games uh, for the team for me to to say it with great confidence. Uh, left wing uh, left wingers and right wingers. We only have candidates at the possible level, so I don't see any starters there. Uh, attacking midfielders, Sami Al Najay. Uh, we have likely to make the cup, and he could be a starter, but I'm not confident enough to say so. And um, among forwards, uh, Firas Al-Burakan um, and Saleh Sherry are the most possible candidates, so it's got to be one of those two, uh, although both of them are fairly inexperienced, so I'm a bit reluctant to, to say either of them will be a starter, except to say that one of them will be. So I'm going to make a new colour for this. Uh, that colour is going to be yellow to suggest that it'll be one of those two, a bit of a mix and match although I'm not sure which one it will be. All right, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, oh, I don't have the flag uh, for my little graphic here. i got to go up and copy the beginning of this podcast and put it down at the bottom so that I can say goodbye nicely. 
All right, this is the International Soccer Preview, and keep in mind that we will be doing an update podcast on teams and players, uh, probably in mid-November, and um, at that time we'll know they'll have published the squad list, so we'll know who the uh, preliminary squad and the final squad will be. We'll probably wait until they do publish that final squad. Uh, meanwhile, keep an eye on us for so- at Soccer Files Canada. Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. We have a website where you can find all our audio casts, and we're on YouTube too. So if you put Soccer Files Canada in, um, you can uh, look for our little flag lo- our little flag images. Uh, that that's kind of distinctive, and uh, check our show notes. Uh, for links to our website and for timestamps and all sorts of information there. I've been uh, working to improve the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we hope we see you for the next podcast on players. Bye-bye.